You're listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio, inspiring ideas, inspiring families. Hello and welcome to Family Rules, the podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Walker. Grateful you would carve out some time to be part of our family-centered conversation today. And I'm going to tell you what we're talking about, and I don't want you to click off. I don't want you to hit pause. I don't want you to shelf this, listen, for another day, because I promise we will make the topic of family finances and money. There, I said it. I said it. You're still with me, right? I promise we'll make the topic of family finances and money doable and approachable. In fact, we've got, I think, an effective way to do that. We have pulled some of our Family Rules families from across the country to share their success story. I think it's really helpful to see what works for other families, especially when it comes to a topic like money, because there are so many different ways, right? So many different ways in, so many different ways to win and we hope these examples will help you find what works for you. We're also going to lean on the advice of a financial expert today to guide us through and to hopefully, again, find your best fit when it comes to your personal financial planning. Our goal is to make the topic of finances approachable and to also share solutions that hopefully inspire. That's always our goal here in these conversations. Let me introduce you to the expert of the day, our special guest, Amanda Christensen. She is an accredited financial counselor and associate professor with Utah State University's Extension Services. She is the editor of the Money Moms blog, where she shares smart advice for women. I'm so excited for you to listen and learn from her today. Here is my conversation with Amanda Christensen on implementing and practicing sound family financial principles. Amanda, thank you for chiming in to the Family Rules podcast. Oh, it is a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Listen, I could go on and on about you, and I kind of just did. But one thing I love is that you take topics like finances, I don't know, budgets, spreadsheets, and somehow you make them lighter than they normally feel and land, and you make them really applicable to home life, family life. I really appreciate you for that. Thank you. I appreciate That's kind words. When did you know you were a money mama? When did you know money and finances was a strength or a passion project of yours? In college, I connected really well with a professor who was doing research about how couples in great marriages manage their money well. And I thought, I'm there for that. There's enough research out there about what doesn't work well. Yes, yes. I want to know what does and let's go there. And that just, it clicked, it got me and I've been converted ever since. And when I talk about, in part just, when I talk about money being this dun-dun-dun sort of a topic, do we make it too much? Do we, do we paint it out to be too heavy, too hard, too overwhelming? I think it is often well said, painted that way, because it's something we can't avoid dealing with, right? And if we do avoid it, it comes back to bite us eventually. It's like the chore that we hate. It's the laundry piling up or the dishwasher that has to be unloaded. It's got to be done. Yeah. So if we can learn some tools of the trade and expert tips, then why not? You know, then it's much more manageable. 
What I love about our chat today is we've picked up on your cue, on your style. We're going to play it positive. I'll share a family rules family who has actually made a smart money move or a smart financial decision for their family, for their household budget. And it's kind of an inside out backward approach. You're going to help us learn the principle behind what they're doing. It can sound good like, oh, I saved money or oh, I sacrificed that. But you're going to help us kind of get into the research or the science a little bit so that we know exactly what we're doing and why it works. Sound good? Oh, great. Let's dive in. I love it. First, the Myers family from Southern California. Mom Kaylee had the great idea last year to surprise her hubby with a secret savings account at Christmas, which I love this because we oftentimes think of the savings account being what we drain come Christmas time. But here, this mom, Kaylee, is saying, no, we're going to build it up for dad. Kaylee is a stay-at-home mom. She also homeschools her four young kids, ages one to nine. So she knew she would need her kids' help to make that goal happen. She told the kids how to little sit-down meeting, minus dad, of course, to preserve the surprise. And they brainstormed as, you know, kids and mom together, they brainstormed some ideas on how they could save or, you know, squirrel away this cash. And the idea came to skip, and this is a sacrifice, I know, I can speak from experience, to skip the Chick-fil-A breakfast or that in and out for lunch. They were going to stay home, eat at home. They did work in a little reward. I guess once a week they went to Yogurtland on Fridays, but through their sacrifice, they ended up saving at least $50, sometimes more, Every week, they only spent about seven or eight bucks on their Yogurtland excursion. Everyone was happy. And come Christmas time, a full year later, they were able to surprise their husband, their dad, on Christmas morning with $10,000 in cash, which is crazy. That is so cool. That's quite the sacrifice, isn't it? It almost sounds out of reach. (laughs) Yes. I mean, quite the sacrifice, really. But just a little at a time is the bite out of the elephant, right? What's the principle at play here? Without even knowing it, what were they practicing or or demonstrating? So in the personal finance world, we call this the step-down principle. And if you'll envision a staircase, and you'll note that to get from the top to the bottom in one step would be a giant leap. Might even injure you, right? Not a smart idea on a staircase. <laughs> but to, to go step by step down the staircase lets you get from the top to the bottom with ease. Mm. So this is with our spending. We're, we're all at the top of the staircase somewhere. Or, you know, in this case, maybe it was eating out for for this family. And they decide, well, I think if we step this down a bit Mm -hmm. without completely cutting out this thing that brings us joy, Mm -hmm. which is going out, you know, to the, to, so add the yogurt land as the, as the reward for the behavior. Yeah. The joy is having someone else prepare my food. The joy is having someone else prepare my food or, or mix up my yogurt. They kept a little bit of that. And look what a difference just taking one or two steps down from your current level of spending can make. Wow. I mean, that's $10,000 of difference. You could do that at the grocery store, out to eat, your entertainment budget. Uh, If things were tight, you know, your date night budget, you could really dive in here and and make a difference. So identify one area, one specific area where you can, and that's an awesome visual example. You can totally picture it in your head, but step down and those savings over time will add up. Yeah. Yeah, they will. And and that's motivating. It's also a great opportunity to involve your kids 
and teach a financial principle to your kids, which was done here, which I admire greatly. I do too, to think those littles were able to say, okay, we'll give up our chicken nuggets or we'll give out our In-N-Out burger with fries, animal style, whatever it is. They were part of that sacrifice and ultimately they were part of that reward. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's, we either learn that or we don't from our parent. You know, we either Mm -hmm. see that happening or we don't. And what a great gift to give your child without maybe purposely thinking that's what you were doing. Yes. And I'm impressed I reach for the phrase animal style. I don't even know what that means. I'm not an in-and-out connoisseur. Hopefully I use that in the right order way. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) What does it mean? I don't know. I'm all about the protein style. So (laughs) I got to do that. I'll probably get the emails educating me on the right (laughs) ways. All right. Our next family is the Houstie family. They live in Topeka, Kansas. And they acknowledge that what has helped their family finances over the years is to make small, tangible goals. And they shared an example with us. In January, they knew they would be traveling to Texas for a family wedding. That wedding was happening in August. They had about an eight-month heads up. They took the amount they knew they would spend. They divided it by those eight months, and that became a new goal, a new benchmark each month for them to save. And they ended by saying, we hope this helps your family. Again, it speaks to those small chunks you talked about. You eat an elephant one bite at a time. You see, there's also this idea of revolving savings that this family, the Husey family, was putting into play. Yeah, this is the financial principle. A revolving savings account allows me to be prepared for those irregular but expected expenses. So this is not an emergency fund for when my tires blow. This is expected, but irregular. So this is what a perfect example. Instead, the attitude could have been, we really can't afford that, we won't be going. Mm -hmm. Instead it was, what can we do in eight months, you know, divided by eight, this is how much we need to save. And, and socking a little bit away every month then allows you to draw on those funds when it's time to spend for, for that travel. So we, you can do this for all of your irregular expected expenses in a year by totaling your, you know, what birth, birthdays, uh, even holiday spending can go here. Uh, car insurance registry, you know, things that only happen once a year really or a couple times, divide, total that up divide it by 12. And this amount is what's transferred into this revolving savings account Mm. every month. We call it revolving. Picture a revolving door. Okay. I mean, the last time, you know, when, you know, going into and out of a revolving door, meaning money goes in, I'm depositing money every month. So I'm saving for these expenses. I also though, maybe taking money out every month Mm -hmm. for for the birthday, the the in this case, the vacation. Mm-hmm. So we call it revolving because of that process, but there's still a disciplined effort to save every month. So you're prepared to withdraw. I don't know if there's an answer to this question. I'll throw it out anyway and put you on the spot a bit as I do. Sorry about that. But is there a certain number of savings accounts that you recommend families set up? I mean, here we've referred to a revolving savings account. You mentioned an emergency savings account. How many different savings accounts should the average family plan and prepare for? Is there a set number? Certainly an emergency savings is not negotiable. Then this revolving savings in in my, you know, the, I don't know what I would do without it in my financial planning. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, long, longer term savings may or may not be in a savings account. Okay. So that can be debatable based on a situation. And then, um, I, you know, we, I operate out of a, a savings account that's just for personal spending. My, my spouse and I both have money that we set aside that we're able to spend sort of when it's gone, it's gone. So I utilize, I, I probably have about four to five that are mostly just for allowing me to manage my money. Yeah, daily management. So I, yeah, I, I'd like to go on a nicer a nicer trip for our 10-year anniversary. So I have a savings account for that purpose. Mm -hmm. But it seems that divide and conquer approach to kind of parcel away or divide and designate different accounts for different means. I mean, certainly you could overcomplicate it. What I'm hearing you say is there's wisdom in breaking it up like that. Yeah, I prefer to see the different line items knowing where I'm at on my way to the bigger goal. Yes, yes. If it's all together in one account, I have a hard time staying motivated mm-hmm. or connected mm-hmm. to the goal. All right. This next family is the Seidler family. They live in Alberta, Canada. We're so grateful they shared their story with the Family Rules team. Uh, four kids, mom, dad, four kids. Early on, these parents knew they wanted to teach the value of money to their kids. So they adopted a system from Focus on the Family. And they advise their children, teach their children to split their allowances into thirds. So one third goes into spending, one third goes into giving, and one third of that that humble little piggy bank amount goes into savings. And they have a sheet they've printed off as well for their kids. So as I understand it, their kids record how much money comes in, how much money goes out based on that one third, one third, one third advisable divide. Talk to me about what this family is doing right and how this might be an example or be inspiration for the rest of us. There's really no better way to learn to live within your means, which is the financial financial principle that we're looking at here, uh, as an adult, then to teach, to learn as a child <clears throat> that we really don't get to spend 100% of the money that we earn. Mm. Now, if you think about that as an adult, you say, well, well right, that's no-brainer. Of course, yeah. But I tell you, it is not. It is not to, to a, especially to a child, to some, to some adults, it's not. But to a <laughs> child right? Who, um, who either is given or has an opportunity to earn, to earn money. You know, my parents did this. I I have fond memories of going out, um, or getting a chance to get change. So I could split what I'd earned into spending, saving and giving categories. And as a, it's just a, it's a fond memory, but it's also teaching that this is what I have to work with. So within the, this self-discipline, habit that I'm creating to live within my means. When you talk about that light bulb moment for children, I physically remember seeing it in my now five-year-old when we had the conversation, why daddy goes to work, why mommy goes to work. The reason behind, right, this grand house exit every morning is that daddy goes to earn money. That money goes to pay for the food. And I watched her little eyes just bounce back and forth and track it and (gasps) process it for the first time. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is how it starts, right? Yes, and we are just so much more successful learning, living within our means when we follow as adults this similar pattern too of tracking expenses and setting up a simple budget, allocating money right off the top for the important necessary things. 
and and uh, it's what a fun, precious moment to see that yeah. in a young, you know, in a child. It was, it was. Great. And the research supports this as well, this idea at least of the giving portion of, of the money and, and the finances. I mean, we could refer to a number of individuals living a very abundant and wealthy life who will tell you that they put this principle into action, right? That they pay it forward first, that a, that a portion right. of their income, a portion of their gains goes to those in need or those outside of themselves. There is real value in that, not just money principles at play, but real just human to human, heart to heart value. Yeah, the research on that, the gratitude in that backs that up 110 times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so I, I would absolutely subscribe to that. Idea. I love that it does too. I love when the head meets the heart, right? So to speak, the research backs up right. what, we, what feels so good for us to do and to prioritize. All right, finally, we have the Thorley family. They live in Bountiful, Utah. A few years ago, they were trying to figure out a good way to help their daughters learn to save and invest. So when these girls got their birthday money, the parents asked them if they wanted to spend it or if they wanted to save it. When they decided to save it, if that's their choice, the parents pay them 10% interest a month until eventually they had to cap it off at like 10 bucks a month. Because apparently these girls caught the bug. They caught the fever and they knew the value of this opportunity. So they were working it, they were pressing it. So there is that $10 a month cap. cap. But I was thinking investing, I mean, uh, interest. When, when did I actually learn that as a child? That's an awesome principle to teach at home. I mean, that's a fabulous principle. We often, we often as financial educators ring that bell over and over and over that saving is great. Let me tell you this thing called interest, about, you know, but let me talk to you about the, the time value of money and the rule of 72 and the, the, the principle of, you know, starting early and all those things. So what an opportunity. Uh, children need the chance to make their own money choices so they can experience good and bad consequences, sort of while they're still in the safety net right. of, of your guidance of right. our home. You, so the, that those major consequences hopefully don't hit them when they're when the there's more on the line. More consequence, yeah, when they can't mess it up big time, basically. Yeah, so I love that choice. I love the choice to choose to spend, great, or save plus interest, give this money autonomy, um, you know, make the choices. If you were to lose, if a child were to, to lose birthday money, for example, from like, from grandma, experts suggest that we don't actually replace the money that they, that they, um, this is like heartbreaking in my mind, right? I know. Like what? I know. But they, they realize, oh, there's a feeling I don't want to feel again. And I'm, and parents can reinforce the good, um, Anyway, powerful money lesson to learn, uh, yes. again, as a child that serves you well as an adult. I love that we've been able to learn through these families, and I love that you've punched home the sound financial principle behind it. We've talked about the step-down principle, revolving savings, how to live within your means, how to give children that money autonomy, and all illustrated so beautifully by our Family Rules families who were so gracious in sharing their experience, their successes. Ultimately, Amanda, if I were to pick a theme for all of these principles, it seems intentionality is at the heart of it, like at the core, being intentional about what we're teaching and how we're teaching it. I would agree. Uh, it feels like this has been a lesson that in um, financial freedom being much much more about intentional money decisions than about how much money we make mm -hmm. or you know what's coming in as far as how, how much is coming in. 
um, but rather the self-discipline that has to come with being intentional. Uh, and so what, what great examples of that. There's a consistency too. I think of all of the routines and and um, practices we put into play Monday through Friday, week after week within our homes. That could be chores, that could be cleaning, that could be family work, family play. I appreciate the consistency of these families, that money is part of the conversation, it would appear. Money is part of the discussion. It's on the table. It's just part of family life for these families. I agree. I agree. And it's not because of that. I think that maybe it's a little less overwhelming. Yes, less heavy. Which is a great takeaway. Yeah. Amanda, thank you. This was so helpful, so insightful. Where can we get more advice from you? Thanks, Brooke. I I run the USU Extension sponsored blog. It's utahmoneymoms.com. We share money advice for women of all ages over there and have a lot of fun on Instagram and Facebook too. Awesome. We'll look for you there. Thank you for sharing with us today. Again, we appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio. We'd invite you to subscribe, rate, or review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Plenty more conversations with experts and other families who are striving to form a connected, unified family. Their ideas, we hope, inspire you as well. Thanks for listening. Family Rules, the podcast, is a production of BYU Broadcasting. BYU Broadcasting. 